Tapes. The most listened to radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Hi, this is Jeff Joyner. You might know me as Coaster Dad or Logan's Dad from Coaster Kids. You're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey, it's Corey, the host and producer of Theme Park Pulse, the game, the game show for theme park fans, and you're tuned in to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. I accept the Coaster Challenge. 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 Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? What is the Coaster Challenge? A group of regular people that went from fearful to fearless, all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses. It's time to take the Coaster Challenge. Here are your hosts, David Cantu and Jenna Gazelle. Hey, how's it going, Jenna? Great, Dave. How's it going for you? It's going good, going good. Happy August. I know. School's back in session. That means less lines at the amusement parks. You know, actually, you brought that up. I didn't even think about that after all the years. I didn't real. Yeah, you're right. I go. I'm, I guess it's more because I, I know that summer's coming to an end. And uh, but I think when this around this time of August, we start thinking about the fall. And it looks like we're going to have a very, very exciting Halloween season this Yay! year. I love Halloween. Oh, it looks like the parks have got a lot of parks all over the country have got massive plans for their Fright Fest Universal with their Horror Nights, SeaWorld's uh, expanding Hallow Screams at, at SeaWorld, a lot of SeaWorld parks, and uh, it looks like it's going to be very exciting. I can't wait. I want to know what they're doing. But I you're going with me it. to Not Scary Farm this year, right? Yes. <laughs> no, I know you're very afraid of Not Scary Farm. I know you went with me to Fright Fest for its media day opening a couple years ago. Yeah. That was fun, though. It was. It was. One, but it was definitely one of those that got my, my uh, anxiety levels up a little too high and it took a little time for me to kind of come down from that yeah well i hope you all are having a wonderful friday because we've got a wonderful episode for all of you today we actually have a very very huge episode we've got a two very special guests on and actually this is a very special one because andrew and iva are both joining together to do this interview so i think that's awesome yeah we've got the one the only taylor bybee from coaster studios on our podcast today it's a real honor to have taylor on and we've got his co-hosts we got sarah who also does g-force which is one of the newest movements that's been happening in the coaster community lately for the women women's movement, which I think is uh, pretty awesome what they're doing. It's great. I mean, it, it just shows you that there are women out there that are willing to do roller coasters. Well, it's not just the roller coasters, too. I mean, it's just... The overall. The, overall in the community. I mean, you know, it's... I, I will say women... I've seen a lot of women get treated pretty harshly in the community, and uh, G-Force was formed to change that. Kind of like what we're doing here with Coaster Challenge. We're here to change the negativity in the community and abroad across the country because we are trying to help people break their fears, help them break their anxiety, break their depression, because fear also causes hate. It causes people to do bullying. And it's the division. Yeah. It divides everybody. Oh, yeah. So just to have Taylor and Sarah on today with Andrew and Iva is really an honor. And I just want to say thank you, guys. I really appreciate you guys coming on our podcast for our first season. We've got a very exciting uh, interview with them coming up. But first, we are going to do our lovely segment, Jenna. Let's do our YouTube Highlight Clip of the Week. YouTube Clip of the Week. 
Alright, so in this week's YouTube Highlight Clip of the Week, Jenna and I decided we wanted to have a lovely conversation uh, when it comes, because I believe, Jenna, you, you've gotten a chance to balance on one of those gigantic trampolines. Oh yeah, I've also been to like the trampoline parks where they, that's all they have in there are trampolines. Yeah. So I used to, I used to, we used to have one of these gigantic trampolines in our backyard. And uh, so we happened to found a really interesting YouTube clip. Uh, it's, it's basically, the title is called Try Not to Laugh Challenge. It's called the Epic Trampoline Fails Complication of April of 2018. And so basically it shows a variety of things that people do on a trampoline. And I will tell you folks, we will have the YouTube link in our show notes and you guys can check it out for yourselves. But we want to talk about because I was really amazed what people do with these trampolines. Yeah, so some of the clips that Jen and I saw, I think uh, I have to say it's uh, gave me chills. I think the craziest one is uh, a guy on the roof of his house does the jump on the trampoline, flies off the trampoline, <laughs> and literally lands at the side wall of the house. I mean, talk about being that, dangerous. That's an, oh, like, you know that had to hurt. Yeah, that definitely had to hurt. And also the one clip of the girl bouncing on the trampoline. She was trying to bounce in an above-ground pool and then landed on, on the pool wall belly, on, on her, her stomach. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But let's talk about the wonderful one that I we saw in this clip there. So I guess you can say, folks, when they say there's a weight limit on furniture they or anything it. like that, they mean it. So if you weigh over 300 pounds, I don't think the trampoline can handle that kind of weight because somebody was bouncing on one and they literally went through the trampoline. Quite a few of them. Yeah, quite I mean, a few. And that just comes down to also because they're outside and the weather kind of makes sure that the especially if you have that trampoline out in the sun yeah like that make sun sure really that that, pounds on that material that netting is like safe still yeah i mean it's just a lot of the clips in this video are hilarious but man it gave me chills on some of the stunts that these people were trying to do it is it, you get a good couple of laughs out of it but i will say on a safety side people trampolines are meant to just bounce up and down on them they're not meant to do stunts like jumping off of a roof of your house or, or jumping into a pool anyway guys i think the uh the purpose of this youtube highlight clip of the week is that we want to remind people that safety first and uh we want to make sure that if you have a giant trampoline at home or if you're going to somebody's house who or a friend's house that has a trampoline be safe on them right you know it, it, it's funny to watch on video but those people are though they do get in a lot of pain from those injuries oh yeah so but yeah we will have that youtube link in our show notes and you guys can take a look get a few good laughs but i know you guys will get a few chills on top of that so but yeah make sure to stay safe guys when you do anything like the giant trampoline stay safe out there but this was a good youtube highlight clip, clip of, of the, the week. week youtube clip of the week all right, so Andrew and Iva are standing by with our special guests, Taylor and Sarah from Coaster Studios and G-Force. Uh, this is going to be a very exciting interview, guys. I hope you take the time to listen. Very good stories going on there. And uh, take it away, Andrew and Iva. Thank you, David and Jenna. One of the pinnacle goals of Coaster Enthusiasts is to become YouTube famous. Very few enthusiasts succeed in this goal because it is far from easy. There are a few enthusiasts who have made quite a name for themselves on YouTube 
perhaps no one more famous than Coaster Studios. This channel got its humble start in 2012. Nearly 10 years and 200,000 subscribers later, Coaster Studios is the most watched YouTube channel for coasters. Recently, this YouTube channel helped inspire change within our community to give everyone a voice. Rising up in this male-dominated hobby, G-Force is a female presence that gives women a voice to support, inspire, and empower one another within the Coaster community. Coaster Challenge podcast team is proud to welcome the people behind Coaster Studios and G-Force. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to our podcast, Sarah and Taylor. Woo! Hey, guys. Hey there. Hi, guys. Really glad to have you. Let's give ourselves our own applause. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, no I appreciate the intro, <laughs> yeah, but... Very nice. Yeah, uh, I don't know about most watch or anything, but we we really appreciate uh, all the support and everything. We're having uh, fun. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly one of the most watched, absolutely, for sure. Well, thanks for joining us again. So why don't we start things off with just each of you uh, telling us and, and our audience about yourselves. You go first. All right. <laughs> uh, my name is Taylor Bybee. I'm from uh, the Richmond, Virginia area. Uh, I grew up going to Kings Dominion and Busch Gardens, Williamsburg. Um, and uh, I'm a recent uh, graduate and with a digital cinema degree. And so uh, I kind of combined my passion for roller coasters and theme parks with my love for film. And so uh, I started uh, Coaster Studios, as, as you mentioned, uh, 2012, I started putting videos up there. Uh, I was a freshman in high school. And now that I'm out of college, it's been, you know, like I said, almost like 10 years later that uh, I've been able to keep up the channel and it certainly has grown to a level that I never imagined it would. And I'm just so thrilled that uh, people love the videos and love watching our adventures. And uh, we love sharing them with people. That's great. That's great. And a little jealous of where you live. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. A little jealous of where you live, by the way. Um, I, I live in Florida. I have some great parks down here. I love it. I'm very fortunate. But Bush Gardens, Williamsburg is one of my favorite parks in the world. So that's awesome. You live right near there. Yeah, hey, Taylor, it's, it's, it's I'm gonna great. Be, I'm going to be heading there for my first visit ever this weekend, actually, to Bush gardens oh yeah. no way oh that's yeah. awesome so, yeah so sad you won't be able to get on pantheon who knows when that thing's open but... yeah <laughs> same with our yeah, down here no, you'll, you'll love the park you'll love the park it, it's beautiful um so i'm sarah i'm the newest addition to coaster studios um i grew up in ocean city new jersey and i used to go to great adventure all the time which is kind of where the the love for roller coasters started i live in florida now i get to do all the florida parks all the time which is super fun i have a degree in neuroscience which is not at all related so i kind of ended up going an entirely different route but i've always known that i loved like entertainment i love being behind a camera i love being in front of a camera so i'm like extraordinarily grateful that I stumbled upon this guy in my travels and now we get to go all over the country and you know eventually the world doing this and yeah it's fun it's a happy life it's <laughs> <laughs> great that's great so you live in Florida now you said yeah I live in Orlando in I'm very close to uh SeaWorld oh nice I'm, I'm sure I'll run into you one of these days I live uh, about 45 minutes outside of Orlando I was at Universal all past three days with a bunch of other visiting friends from outside the area I had so much fun so Quite honestly I have not actually been back in Florida for more than a few days in a very long time like I right Universal I miss Velocicoaster I have to yeah. ride at least two more times so I have more rides than than Taylor I'm not even from Florida and I've been Velocicoaster more than she has how many rides have you had Taylor <laughs> 14 I think Sarah's at 13 
Sarah, I was just at your home park last weekend, too. I was at Great Adventure and riding Jersey Devil. Oh, my gosh. Did you like it? I did. I rode backseat every time I rode, and I love that thing. You didn't even try the front row? No, because they don't don't let you pick it. They assign it yourself, and that's kind of the luck of the draw. And you got the back row every time? Every time I got the back row. It is a back row ride. Oh, yeah. I think it's better. Than yeah, that's yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, I need him to remind me of like my preferences sometimes because I forget. So I'll be like, "Did I like it better? Like front row, back row, left side?" We right both side? tend to be more backseat riders than, than yeah. front row, but I it mean, depends on the coaster. It really does. Oh yeah. yeah, agreed. Yes, for sure. But I'm glad you got to go, and I hope you rode El Toro and loved it because it was literally my favorite ride ever. Now that ride, I have to ride toward the front because the back is just so wicked with it, just the sheer force. I have to ride. <laughs> in the front <laughs> I, I i totally get that I, honestly i uh i think the airtime is a little stronger in the front uh the yeah. drop is obviously better in the back but front row on el toro just uh, it's just ejector city you know oh yeah now put me on back row on nitro and we're good to go all day everyone knows how i feel about nitro it's love <laughs> <laughs> nice i make that pretty clear all the time <laughs> great hyper yeah all right, you guys ready to get this party started? Yeah, I think so. We're already partying. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna, I'm going to kick off the questions with you first, Sarah, okay? So tell me, what was your first coaster that you rode? Like ever? Ever, if so, you can remember that far. Yeah, so I was actually talking about this with him the other day. Um, so realistically, like I grew up at the Jersey Shore where there's like the Ocean City Boardwalk, which is where I, you know, I used to live. And then there's like Wildwood and Teal Pier and all this other stuff. And I used to go to Disney a lot as a kid. So I really don't know what the first actual roller coaster my parents stuck me on. It was probably like a little sea serpent or something. But the first like roller coaster ride that I remember being like afraid of, and it was like a conquering experience, like, okay, like I'm, you know, this is a little scary for me, but I'm going to do it with Space Mountain when I was a kid. And I was so scared and freaking out. And my my mom and my babysitter and my younger sister all waited at the end. And my dad was like, I'm going to take her on and you're going to do fine. And I was like, freaking out so bad. And I was like, I'm going to die, dad. I can't do it. I'm going to die. And then after the ride, of course, I loved it. And I couldn't wait to go on again. And my dad was like, it'd be really funny if I like carried you off, like, like you were a dead person. So, <laughs> so he walked me out and presented me to the rest of my family and was like, yep, she was right. She didn't make it on Space Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> that's great um, yeah so that was my first that I really remember so what was it about Space Mountain that just terrified you I mean one it was inside in the dark and I don't know something about that building like the you know big triangular shaped building is like daunting to me I don't I don't know why I think maybe I'm sensitive to shapes something about she was I'm going to show up tomorrow with just a big fat triangle and be like, ooh, Sarah. Like, yeah, you must be really scared of Star Wars with all those, all those death, all those Star Destroyer triangular ships. Yeah. yeah. You're telling me that there's no particular shape that you see and it's like a little startling you or is that just no, what? Okay. Well, I have a lot of things wrong with me, guys. We'll oh my gosh. more as we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> Taylor, don't get her around Mr. DNA at Velocicoaster. Those little circles oh. are well sometimes little circles are freaky you ever see something like that has a ton of holes in them like cheese no not like cheese but there's a legitimate like phobia of like things that have a ton of holes in them. i'll holy. show you later oh, so- holy nope that's it this no. is going to be an interesting well, conversation yeah. you're telling us <laughs> we're, we're the weird ones yeah you can't <laughs> 
put on here. But Josh, yeah, I don't really be... know what scared me so bad because I I'd <laughs> probably done like the little sea serpent things before and I'd probably done like, I don't remember, but I probably had done like Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and, or something like that. But it felt like a step up and, and I don't know if I was ready, but then I got off the ride and I was deaf. Now, <laughs> later in life, I did my first like big girl, big girl roller coaster. And that was the Great American Scream Machine at Great Adventure, which nice traumatizing. If you've ever ridden it, you know why. So I love that you've ridden that coaster, Sarah, because, you know, we, we have the same kind of interview, same basic format, you know, asking questions like first coasters with all our guests. And I'm from New Jersey myself, by the way. You know, I haven't lived in Florida my whole life. And oh, Great Adventure was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Great Adventure was my home park for years. And Great American Scream Machine was not my first coaster, but really was the coaster that really where I conquered my fears and became an enthusiast. Was 17 years old. Man, I, I talk about it a decent amount here and there because it was a big coaster for me and a big moment, built milestone, if you will. But yeah. most people have never ridden it because it's been gone for years. You know, Superman replaced it. So that's awesome. You've ridden it. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to ride it. I just went to Great Adventure for my first time last year. So unfortunately, I did not get to ride Scream Machine. Girl, wow. it's fortunate that you didn't. It sucks. <laughs> you well. got to do it. <laughs> when when were you when did you ride it Sarah like what year approximately oh god I think I must have been in like sixth grade so like for 2007 oh my god what year was in sixth grade I don't even know <laughs> <laughs> okay, so well, I was there in 2010 so yeah 2007 maybe oh so it was like right before they got rid of it that makes yeah, it yeah. kind of like vortex a couple of years ago well yeah I mean I wrote it I'm showing my age here a little bit but that's all right I wrote it for the first time in 1992. It was like maybe five years after it opened. So it was really fresh. That ride, you know, those old Arrow Mega Loopers back in the day in the early you know, late 80s, early 90s, they were amazing in their time. So I wish you could have experienced it kind of early on. It's a good ride back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so Taylor, so now here's your turn. What was your first coaster? Uh, I'm kind of in the similar boat where I'm not a hundred percent sure what it was. It very well might've been like great pumpkin coaster at King's Dominion. I too got to go to Disney when I was young, except for me, it was Disneyland out in California. So I also did Space Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain when I was young. I might've been like six or seven years old. I know the first like big roller coaster I rode was Loch Ness Monster. You know, one of the things that some people when they're venturing up the the ladder of riding roller coasters they're scared of going upside down and yep. i never had that at all because one of the first roller coasters that i rode was was you know had these two interlocking vertical loops and so so i never had a problem with that. i was never intimidated by that at all but i'm not i don't remember the specific order of like like when i did all of them i didn't really like funny enough i didn't really grow up going to theme parks like kings of me and bush gardens were close by we'd go to bush gardens maybe every other year like once and then i actually did didn't even like I went to King's Dominion when it was Paramount's King's Dominion. I was probably like five or, or something, which is probably when why uh, I might have done Great Pumpkin Coaster then. I mean, I don't think I went back to King's Dominion until maybe 2011 or something. I was like in middle school that right when I started developing uh, that interest for for roller coasters, which is funny because now King's Dominion is like my home away from home, you know? Right, right. So based on that kind of time period, you like me, and unfortunately not like a lot of other enthusiasts. You and I both have the volcano credit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I, the first time I rode that thing, I, it was my first visit to King's Dominion now as like a roller coaster fan. And we went when the park was just absolutely slammed. It might have been around like 4th of July or something. 
So I was only able to get on a couple of rides. I didn't even get on like Intimidator 3 or 5 for my first video. It was like Shockwave and Volcano. And that was the, the culprit there. That's the reason why I wasn't able to get on so much because I think we waited well over three hours for it. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I, I've done that thing so many times now. Uh, rolled back on it twice. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, both in the front front row, actually, which is crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah I've only been on Volcano. Thing. I've only been on Volcano, uh, Volcano once. So I've only been to King's Dominion once it's back in like 2009. And so I got to ride Volcano and I loved it. I'm a huge Intamin fan. But that also means being a huge Intamin fan, given the time period, I still have to get back there, certainly to get on at 305. Yeah, so. that's, that's my most ridden roller coaster, which is funny because as of when this uh, is being recorded, I haven't ridden it in almost two years because of COVID oh. and just being away from home. Uh, so uh, I miss it. Yeah, yeah. to piggyback on your memory, Taylor, I, I got to experience Volcano the last year that it was open to the public. And I can remember it. It was a good two hour wait to ride it. It was but always it was the most popular ride at that park. It was never in Terminator yeah. 305, which is for people that have never been to Kings Dominion, that's often what they assume is that, oh my gosh, I-305 is going to be like the ride you got to run straight to. No, it was always Volcano. That is the It was the ride that the public liked the most and also had the worst capacity. So that, it was mm-hmm. a recipe for always having the longest line. You know, anytime <laughs> I've ever been to KD, I have never had to wait for I-305 at all. It's always been a walk-on. Wow. And Terminator 305 has unfortunately not the best reputation in Virginia when it opened you know uh it people started hearing about how people were blacking out on it now a lot of them don't understand Wimps. the the difference between <laughs> blacking out and graying out can you black out on i five? yes it, it's happened to me but most of the time no way, people, really? yeah yeah it is possible Wimp. It, so what happens is people, <laughs> people gray out on Intimidator 5. Your vision goes fuzzy. It's just from the positive mm-hmm. G-forces, but you aren't passing out on the ride most of the time. And so I think that that was intimidating to a lot of people. I mean, this Good was one. going. So, um, <laughs> so that I think it, it scared a lot of the public away, and that's why it was never as popular as I think Cedar Fair originally hoped. But it's still loved among enthusiasts for obvious reasons. The ride is one of the most intense roller coasters ever built. Right, right. That's I, I got to get on it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So Sarah, it's going to your next question. It could be either based on Great America Screen Machine or Space Mountain. But how did riding either of those coasters conquer your fear and impact your life? Hmm. Well, I feel like uh, I feel like Great American Screen Machine would be the, the better one to use for that question. Because again, like you said, like one of the big things that, you know, is startling to a younger person that doesn't have a lot of experience riding roller coasters is going upside down. And that was what I always called my first big girl roller coaster, quote unquote. And I absolutely hated it. But I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, give other roller coasters another chance. So it kind of motivated me to go and walk on the park and, and see what else there was. And that was the same day I rode El Toro for the first time. And the rest is kind of history there. Like I, I absolutely loved it to the point that I went and bought an annual pass and I kept buying them for like every year after that for friends too because I didn't have a car and I needed to give them to people who did to drive me there <laughs> so yeah that 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 definitely helped me get over my fears more than Space Mountain or anything like that could have for sure right and definitely positively impacted my life because it spiraled through a, a whole bunch of events that transpired over being sixth grade till now being 25 that have landed me where I am so I'm pretty dang grateful for it so it's thank journey. you American Screen Machine the only good thing you ever did <laughs> <laughs> all right so taylor i know you mentioned that for you and this is somewhat unique that you didn't really ever have that fear of going upside down for me that was my big fear or me riding 
Great American Screen Machine back when I was in high school in 92 as a senior and conquering that fear going on that first looping coaster for the first time. You know, it just, it elevated me to a new level as far as a fan of coasters. And like I said, I was born an enthusiast that day, but you know, there's different types of fears, you know, especially with modern coasters. It's not upside down. It's kind of like the old thing, you know, certainly inversions, we can get some great inversions. Lost coasters is a great example of that with the, uh, you know, for example, the Heartline roll, the Mosasaurus roll being a, a favorite, a favorite inversion of so many, including myself. But there's so many other things. There's speed and height and, you know, head choppers and whatnot. There's all kinds of things that can make people scared. So if you think about the many, many hundreds of coasters you've been on in your life, what would you say is the one that scared you the most over the years, like before you got on it? Um, I mean, I remember being pretty intimidated by Griffin going to Bush Gardens. I mean, that uh-huh. was that was a ride that, you know, here as a, as a little kid, I see, you know, people dangling over over this drop and I remember my dad going off to ride it and me thinking that was the last time I was ever going to see him because I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is it. Nope, not going to make it back from this one. Such a drunk it was nice queen. to know you, dad. <laughs> so I, I think for me, like I said, inversions didn't really uh, do it for me. I think it was, uh, I think just sheer height. I was uh, pretty intimidated by, you know, being up that high and kind of out of control, which is funny because now that doesn't bother me at all and i like seek that out like you know whenever we go to like a cool city i want to go to the tallest building there i can find and (laughs) yeah she can (laughs) verify and and drop towers you know i i I love those my that's something my dad won't even do is is uh drop tower just because they're so freaking tall i mean we just did zumajaro the other day and that one was freaking that was not the other day it's been several weeks since we did whatever (laughs) it was still we've lost track of time like we're in just (laughs) one long trip at this point but yeah, Zoom and Jaro, that was pretty spooky. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, Taylor, because like for you, you never really were scared of going upside down. For me, I really have never been scared of height. So you mentioned dive coasters like Griffin, which is Griffin's pretty much my favorite B&M dive along with Shikra. I guess I love the Bush Gardens ones. And don't get me wrong, I, I love dive coasters. I, I do. I, I like them. They're, they're fun and enjoyable. But for me, they're kind of not very exciting coasters because their principal feature that really kind of attracts people to them or makes them scared of them is the height aspect and holding at the top. And for me, that's like, all right, when are we going to get going already? You know, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm scared or anything, but so many people are scared of heights. But, but like you said, Taylor, you and I have talked about this offline before. When I travel and I've traveled all over the world, I... One of my credits, as they as we call them, that I seek out besides coaster credits is tall building credits. And I've been in, I think, what, four or five of the top 10 tallest buildings in the world at this point. Burj Khalifa being, <laughs> yeah, the Burj Khalifa being the principal one, Shanghai Tarabin uh, as well. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and, you know, I have some of these buildings, you know, the storyteller, you know, Sears Tower has this, I believe now, for example, and I've been, I haven't been in there in years where they have the glass floor. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Oriental Pearl, which I've been in as well, which is super fun in Shanghai. That oh, has that. And it's so not cool. super, super tall. It's not Shanghai Tower. But yeah, that was kind of cool walking on that. I remember sending some video of that to David when I was there two years ago in China. And remember, he was uh, kind of interesting reaction to that, to say the least. So you conquered your fear of heights, which is, again, a very understandable fear for the, psychologically speaking, for human beings. Riding Griffin, how would you say that changed things for you by conquering that fear and kind of checking that one off the list? riding Griffin. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, uh, adrenaline's a crazy drug. And so I'm gonna, 
once you get over that that fear you you're seeking it out now that i've done that one it's like all right what's next and i, I credit incredible hulk at islands adventure for being the roller coaster that got me into roller coasters i mean you know i was always interested in them before but something clicked after i got off hulk where i was like i want to learn more about these and find out what are the best ones to hit you know so i started small I hadn't been to King's Dominion since I was like five after that. And so I was like, let's go do Intimidator 3 or 5 and all these. And after that, next step, all right, Hershey Park, that place looks sick. And then year after that, got to go to Great Adventure, got to be the world's tallest roller coaster, you know, and uh, just working my way up, which as a middle schooler is a little tricky considering that, you know, can't drive. And so you're at the, you have to convince your family to do that. And so I'm glad that they were great sports and helped fuel my passion and uh, allowed me to go out and travel to all these places because I don't know if I would have been able to credit, uh, you know, all these places I've been to uh, uh, without them. Right. That makes a lot of sense. And you also bring up a good point about adrenaline. So, you know, we talk about fear and people conquering fear and what that can mean to them. And you really you know, kind of summed it up really well there in a way that for so many of us coaster enthusiasts is after conquering our fears, you know, whenever it is a day ago, 20 years ago, whenever it was for us, where we really kind of really get into it. Well, on the other side of fear diametrically opposed from it is that adrenaline rush. And that is a real thing. I mean, regardless if you're, even if you don't have any fear, I don't, I am not scared to get on any coaster anymore. I've been on, you know, King to Khan, top thrill, the, the tallest. I've been on Formula Rosa, the fastest. I've been on the longest. And, you know, all of the Fs, all of the, all the, all the superlatives. And nothing scares me. And that's not a bad thing. I just, I am excited to get on the ride riding voyage for the first time this year, Hollywood Nights. I was not scared. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for this. And it's that seeking out that, that thrill seeking, that adrenaline rush. But the other side of adrenaline rushes, and I'm really feeling it right now, Velocicoaster is an adrenaline monster with its pacing, with its elements, and just it's a, it's like the near perfect Goldilocks ghost. Dinosaurs, don't forget and, and dinosaurs, yeah, and Mr. DNA. So yeah, so <laughs> but that adrenaline has the the other side of that is if you get all that adrenaline, you know, I was rope dropping across two of those days. I'm tired. Woke up this morning. I did not want to start working. Luckily, I work from home, but I've been, I had to take a nap today. I mean, it, it's, it's, I mean, I'm not complaining, but adrenaline, it, it takes a lot out of you and it feels great. And it's a great, you know, natural drug, as they say. So, yeah. One of the things that I think is ironic about uh, this whole hobby is, you know, we seek out these roller coasters because, uh, you know, they're so, so awesome and rightfully so. But, you know, the more you do, the harder it becomes to get that satisfaction that you're looking for. And so, you know, that's why a lot of people start venturing out and uh, saying, okay, I'm going to get into, you know, let's say dirt bike riding or, or, or skiing, something where now you are uh, not physically, or, or you are the one that is in control and you're still getting the, the height, the speed. It's a little bit more daring because now that safety aspect is away because now it is completely in your hands. And so I think that's just kind of a fun thing that kind of happens as, as this happened. I've, I've seen that change in me where it went from I, roller coasters it. And now I sit point where I'm like, Oh, what else could I? <laughs> that's a good point. And for me, I see that. And I don't, I don't want to sound like a snob, a coaster snob, but because, you know, I've gotten so far along with, with coasters and not being scared of them really ever, no matter if it's a new one or not, is when I go back to parks, I'm not the kind of person, even if it's a park I don't go too often, I don't necessarily ride all the coasters there. You know, I'll, I'll hit the, 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 of course, the new ones, obviously, 
but I'll hit the, the ones I've my, my best hits, you know, the ones I've been on before that I really enjoy. And I try to get quality over quantity, certainly after I've already gotten that credit, so to speak. But, you know, like you said, there are other experiences. I've, I've done tall buildings. I've done whitewater rafting. I've done some of that extreme stuff and hiking and, and Grand Canyon, all these kind of you know, heights kind of things. But I know that you uh, see of the, of the what of what here of us say five of us here that are part of this interview with David producing mainly in the background and the silent there. Two of the five of us have done something that's pretty high up there as far as thrill seeking, facing fears and all that. And that's the sky jump at the stratosphere yeah. in Las Vegas. So I know you and David share that. So I, I want to do that. I would love to do that. Well, yeah. and one thing that some of our viewers don't know is that Sarah is involved in the Sky Coaster at in Florida, in Orlando. So I know she helps promote that. So that is definitely yeah. taking your fears to a different height, literally. Girl, that Sky Coaster in Kissimmee is terrifying every time I do it. He will tell you, I like through a fit over having to pull the ripcord the first time I had to do it. Like That's I had done, really funny. I had done sky coasters numerous times, but there's something about like the control aspect, like you said, of being the one to pull it. I like couldn't do it. I mean, I did. We didn't sit up there forever. Clearly we're back, but I was not happy about it. But I yeah, was. I'm sure. And well, it's you, all you, on camera. It's like everything. You bring up a good <laughs> you bring up a good point, Sarah. So yeah, you you're in control and being in control is a whole different story. Like for example, if you're doing tandem skydiving, you know, the, the, the expert, the one that you're skydiving with and the, and the laws and regulations require like your first jump to be tandem, they're, they're in control. So, you know, you can kind of just like being on a coaster, you just buckled up and you're there for the ride. But Taylor, you and, and uh, David doing the sky jump, you've got to jump off that platform. You've got that whole fight or flight mechanism going on in your mind, fighting against you. So Taylor, what was that like for you where you actually had to just jump off voluntarily? Yeah, every part of your body does not want to move. You are you are at that edge and you are completely rigid. Uh, you freeze up in place and your brain is telling you, don't do it, do this. This is very unnatural. This isn't right. You're like 900 feet in the air. Like, this is insane. I'm convinced that I probably would have taken longer up there to actually take that step, except the person behind me who was, uh, you know, getting me all suited up, had her hand on my back and just did very light tap and, you know, kind of I forced me. I would need to be shoved a... with all of the force I wasn't in the world. shoved, but I was pushed <laughs> gently. <laughs> and so um, I almost kind of lost my balance and I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm falling. That's a- uh... I'm getting anxious this <laughs> year. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. It's cool. I mean, the way I describe it, it's it's bungee jumping, but without the kickback. So right. it's a controlled descent. You're falling about 40 miles an hour. So it stretches it from, if it would be about a four second experience if you were free falling and now it's 19 seconds. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it, it was cool. I would absolutely do it again. And that's right. You just actually hit on one of the main points of why I want to do the sky jump because I've not yet skydived. I do want to do that as well, but I won't bungee jump. And it's not about the fear so much as I've got a, this dumb, not a major, but a mild back condition. And I don't want to do anything to exacerbate it with that kickback versus the sky jump or even, even doing tan tandem skydiving or whatnot. It's not as, as you don't have as much of that kickback necessarily with a shoot a little bit, but you know, as far as you having to kind of be coaxed, I guess according to Sarah, maybe more than, maybe than you said, but in any case, you got to be, had to be coaxed. <laughs> David, I was really impressed with. So David just did it this past year, just a few months ago. And I watched his video, both the, I guess, as you would call it on ride and off ride, as they say, 
you know, POV and whatnot, but he had a video of him right before he jumped off and when he jumped off the platform at the top. And I was blown away that he just, he jumped immediately. So kudos to you, David. Yeah, good for you. He didn't really, he didn't really jump. He kind of just walked off nonchalantly. Just Yeah, I guess he thought it was the walking the plank attraction at the stratosphere or something. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> Even my like neuroscience background right now is like trying to like analyze what part of your brain is, is functioning differently than mine to let you do that. Right. Yeah. Same here. I don't know how he did that. I mean, I'm not afraid of heights. It's not about being afraid of heights. It's if I jump, you know, this could be to my death. You know, it, it's just your brain doesn't want to do it even if you're not afraid. So, yeah. And Andrew, yeah. you and David both know that that would be a no go for me because I am scared of heights. You can get me on top throw, kinder car, all strapped and everything, but I'm not doing a sky jump. I'm not doing a sky coaster. Nothing that has to do with height. That is my fear. Well, don't, don't Iva, even start, Andrew. Iva, so I, I'm not going to go there. But in the spirit of the mission of this podcast, Facing Your Fears, I'm going to issue, issue you a coaster challenge. When you and David come out here to visit me in late October this year, which is now just, what, four months away, we are going to be going to Bush Gardens, Tampa. And that'll be David's first ever visit there. And, mine and we are riding, and we are riding one of my most favorite drop towers, of course, an Intamin, oh, great God. one. We are riding Falcon's Fury together. And I want to see that. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and I know that one. That's the one that faces down. Yes. Oh, yes, it, it is. I refer to Falcon's Fury as the X2 or in general, the Arrow 4D of drop towers because you're, you're facing out, you're going up. Oh, no big deal. It's a normal drop, drop tower. And just like that amazing first drop on all the Arrow 40s, you flip over to face down and then you drop facing down. It's amazing. So oh, it, it'll be fun. Sarah, you better be there to hold my hand that day. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Except I'm afraid of it still, too. I do it, but I, I hate it every time. I, well, you're one step I love it. I know you are. You're <laughs> one step behind me. I've never been to the, either Bush Garden, so... It's- Oh, it's your first visit too. It's your first visit yeah, too. Oh, wow. My oh, first that's, visit too. oh, that's awesome. I love going. I'm sure I'll, both, you know, you, David, I have a, and of course, Taylor and Sarah, I'm sure you love taking friends and family or whatnot to their, to a park that you've been to before for their first time. That's one of my most cherished things are riding a coaster with someone for the first time. Like I did with several people this past weekend on Velocicoaster, which is awesome. It's rare though, that I get to do it from what with more than one people person so so david and ivan when we but when all three of us when we go to bush gardens you're both going to be newbies there i'm I'm, that's awesome i love it have fun not riding iron guazi (laughs) world's tallest lawn ornaments yes that's right we'll find a a work uh, we'll find a way to work in (laughs) icebreaker No, I, I love visiting parks with people for the first time because, you know, I'm at the point now where I've been to most of the big parks in America. And so the way that I like to see them now is through the eyes of someone who has never been there before, you know, kind of makes you appreciate things because you're they're noticing things that, you know, you may have seen dozens of times, but somehow it, it feels brand new again. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love, I, that's a great way to put it, seeing it through their eyes, experiencing it vicariously through them for their first time, having that experience excitement again that that wonder you know that wondery and so forth so that's like next month he's probably gonna take me to i've never been to king's dominion i don't know how but i somehow it's, it has eluded me and that's wow park that and it's not that far away from your home park either i know something is wrong with me well a lot of things <laughs> 
Especially the shape thing. The shape thing. Oh, there's the shape thing again. Okay. <laughs> well, well, good thing volcano's gone because you know that triangle just totally thrown her off. <laughs> I was like, how about this, Taylor? <laughs> mm. <All right. laughs> well, Sarah, since you know Taylor has drugged you around to many theme parks since you started hanging out with him, how have theme parks started being a significant positive impact on your life? Oh, wow. Um, well, one, they've given me the ability to travel as much as I do because of the work that goes up onto YouTube. It helps fund the traveling, obviously. And they are really like, and I feel like everyone says this, but it's a form of escapism. You know, it's really hard to just have a terrible day at a theme park. It's possible. It's possible. Part, it's hard to have a really bad day at a theme park and I love that I've met so many awesome people uh, whether it be you know like colleagues like you guys or like meeting fans of the channel and being able to have such like positive interactions it's like you know they almost feel like a big party sometimes like a big social gathering especially you know like the the events like Hollywood nights and things like that like it's just a great place to have awesome conversations with people and meet people from all over the place because a lot of these like enthusiasts travel from god knows where to go to a park on the other side of the country and i don't know it's been uh it's been fun getting to meet so many people at theme parks and i think that's the part that i love the most really yeah i agree the one thing i know with you being on the keys of the kingdom panel with me just recently i said it it just reminds me of a big family reunion anytime you get a chance to meet up with people that you know and have the same hobby as what you do and love of course yeah yeah and you bring up a couple of good points there sarah uh, and it's just a recurring theme that we uh, see here on this podcast that we talk about talk about with our guests is coasters and theme parks besides all of the great things about them themselves and like you said certainly the escapism you know beating back some stress you know one of my favorite things to do lately is I'm a Monday through Friday and that's my job my, my schedule work from home set my own hours and I'll you know late afternoon early evening I'll pack it up for the week turn my computer off drive on down to Universal Orlando SeaWorld or you know the other local Florida parks and just bring in the weekend with closing down the park for the night on Friday night and I think there's just no better way and get great escapism and fighting back stress and anxiety and, and whatnot. But the other aspect, though, that you mentioned, which I very much agree with, is besides all of that, coasters and theme parks are a nice, quote unquote, forcing function for travel. They kind of get us. I mean, you can't be a coaster enthusiast, really, and not travel. And some of my most favored and cherished experiences that I've had in my life have been revolving around travel and going to parks and all the other things I've seen all over the world, across Europe, across Asia, here in the U.S. So, um, oh, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's very meaningful, for sure, for sure. But like all the things that I love most, like, require travel. So thank God for that. <laughs> we're travel yeah. addicts. <laughs> yeah, like we're either going to theme parks or we're going to national parks and going hiking or... Or going to cool cities or yeah. seeing what what's the must-do thing near this theme park or, you know, whatever it may be. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever I travel someplace new, <laughs> I look, you know, I do a Google search. I talk to people that have been there. You know, what are the big attractions to do? Like, I know this is going to sound crazy. I'm an enthusiast. It's been all over the world. I'm embarrassed to say I've not ever been to Dollywood. It just is one of those little gaps. Those, those bucket list parks, it's very top of my bucket list that are here in the U.S. And I'm so excited. I mean, this is one of the things like, you were talking about this earlier, Taylor, about us. It's sometimes it's hard for us to get excited because we're just like, we've done all these coasters. But yeah, I'm like a little kid right now. I'm doing a, I'm combining two of my biggest interests, which are theme parks and coasters, obviously, and sports cars. I am a huge sports car enthusiast. I own 
a Tesla and I'm doing this like multi-state Tesla club run across the Blue Ridge Parkway, across North Carolina. And then I'm going to break away from the group in late September and head on down for a few days to Dollywood for the first time to Pigeon Forge and do all those mountain coasters and do Dollywood for the first time. And yeah, I've been on hundreds of coasters, but I'm excited for this because it's going to be new and, and you know, cinnamon bread and, you know, all the, all the great things, <laughs> not just the coasters. Mystery hey, mine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, the tra- so the travel, you know, you know, Taylor, again, you and I have talked offline and, you know, I, you know, I know I've been to some places you haven't been to yet, certainly vice versa. And it's that travel, it's getting to that new city, that new country, that park you've never been to that still I think that keeps the excitement and the newness alive because you know, we're not I'm not afraid of going on mystery mine or lightning rod or anything like that I'm just excited to go to get that rush to there's nothing like experiencing a ride for the first time so for, for you Taylor how have coasters and theme parks had a significant impact on your life I mean the- they've completely shaped my life I feel like I mean I don't know where I would be uh, without them I have no clue what I would be doing I mean, all of my closest friends I met because of uh, going to parks. And I sometimes wonder what I would be like if I hadn't started Coaster Studios. Who would I have come into contact with? And there's a lot of great people that I probably wouldn't know right now. And so... He's talking about... I'm talking about a lot of people. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can think where you want. That's fine. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, and that makes sense, Taylor, you know, how you describe that because of where you're, you've elevated your channel to. And by the way, I mean, major respect because it's not just that you have, you know, and, and you know, not, not to suit Taylor, of course, Sarah, you're the newest member, but you're, the empire you guys have built along with the other members of the team with te- at Coaster Studios, you have one of the you know, most popular YouTube channels, but also the quality of your videos that are entertaining, the production levels, the, the, the production quality is, is amazing. And like I said in the intro here in our show, today you're one of the few that's really gotten up there and you know i have got a a lot of friends that are fellow enthusiasts but most of them are are like myself or or i've already david you know we may be somewhat of an influencer this new podcast coaster challenge has been around for a long time as a video-based youtube channel and so forth but you know we're, we're just you're just enjoying the parks and just trying to spread good word and positivity but you're you've gone above that so you know my understanding taylor is that coaster studios that is your living. Like you don't have a regular job. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So I, it's, it's a little strange, you know, a lot of people when they're in high school, they, you know, are out flipping burgers or do, or, you know, working who knows where I've never really had that. I mean, I, I did have quote unquote normal person job a semester or something like that. And that was, uh, you know, my dad is a tennis coach. And so I, I worked at the gym that he, he taught at. And I, so I did that briefly, not not because I needed to, but because I like, you should try something just so that you can see what it's like. And I was like, all right, did it. I was like, this is stupid. I'm not going to do that. So yeah, uh, Christmas Studios has been my primary job. I mean, it's a full-time job. I mean, it is, I'm working on stuff all the time. I mean, Certainly, it's not the only thing I do. I do a lot of freelancing and stuff, but yeah, coasters keeps me busy. That's for sure. I am yeah. not. I definitely am. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. And and I think you know it's a combination of like you know certainly when you went to college for you know you studied video production and it shows in your in your work. But when you got your start, when you were just what about fourteen years old, 
or so in high school, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So you were starting what back 2012. So for me, as far as I'm concerned, we've had this this theme park renaissance, or at least the latest generation of it, since about 2010. Harry Potter, The Wizarding World at Universal, and everything else that went on at Disney with their wars back and forth. And instead of having the coaster wars of the late 90s, where it's just, you know, slightly taller, slightly faster, we're getting meaningful, crazy innovation in the industry again that I think. Potter helped kind of move Universal up competing with Disney and then the halo effect, you know, sort here in Orlando, SeaWorld and, and Bush Gardens. And then throughout the, throughout the whole world, all these parks, people wanting to go to parks again uh, and spending more time at them. You, your channel was born in that era and you've really, you know, seen some great results from that for sure. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's very cool. I mean, one of the things I always tell people is, you know, cause I, I get asked, you know, what, what tips or advice do you have for someone that, you know, starting off? And cause I guess, you know, it, it's like what well, you mentioned, you know, a lot of people like in their eyes are, you know, we've, we've like made it. And, and frankly, I, I don't know anyone who's quote unquote, like made it in this uh, YouTube world that like planned on that happening or, or you had that goal in mind. Like, I mean, when I started Coast Series, I was literally just doing it for fun. I mean, I, I probably did it for like two or three years before I like made a dime off of anything i mean oh sure i was just doing it because i because i liked it and so i was i was thrilled when people started enjoying the videos i mean i can i can recall the first comment i ever got thrilled someone <laughs> someone watched this and they, they <laughs> left the comment this is awesome <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so actually speaking of i'm oh, sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say like when i you know i planned on doing well actually it wasn't even planned we were at mountain monster and pigeon ford and he's just like do you mind just like hopping in a vlog like i have to ride this with somebody else and i'm like yeah sure and like it was literally like a okay i'm gonna do this like today and that's it and i i you know i never expected to have i don't think either of us expected to have that crazy amount of like outpouring of support for like us as like a, yeah, a duo you know and like i i did not anticipate this becoming such a gig now you know where my face is plastered on all these thumbnails all the time now <laughs> yeah no kidding no kidding yeah that's no cool. apologies there. <laughs> No, it'll so, remember those first videos you guys did. And then, of course, everyone started a whole, with the whole sailor gig then, too. And which oh. I love the fact you guys have run on that several times. I love the that's sailor awesome. bit. That's cool. <laughs> that's it. cool. Yeah. What? Um, it, yeah, it was totally all of it was very unexpected. But our, th those videos are about to turn a year old. That does not seem possible. No that it's just been a year. Yeah. That's it, crazy. It, like a lifetime happened. Yeah, seriously. Like, what um for for coaster studios what is the video that's been the most popular one that has the most views and well, how many views does it have uh, uh, roughly uh, he hates this question i hate this question <laughs> oh no uh, <laughs> sorry i don't like my most viewed videos uh, actually most of them i don't like i wish i could pick and choose the videos that performed the best because i would make them completely different videos my most viewed video isn't even my video it is the six flags announcements that you know they send over in their press releases and I posted and it, oh okay it's not even mine I'm like this is stupid <laughs> what about the one that you made the one that you made that has the most views which one is that I hate this one too I, oh no I, I, I'm my, sorry. Like, my top like 10 most viewed videos I hate all of them <laughs> I love them I mean, <laughs> 
Um, I, although the sky jump video did well. That one I was like, okay, I'm glad this one performed well. No, uh, my, my most viewed video that I actually made, I posted a video about the Smiler accident the day it happened. Oh, and so okay. I think for that reason, it literally just took off literally that day because of it. And because everyone was looking up trying to find out what happened. I was just kind of stating what we knew at the time, which I mean, we found out new information literally the next day. So automatically the video then became outdated. Right. So comments on that video to this day. And I'm like, guys, that was a long time ago. <laughs> How many views does it have, Taylor? Oh, I have no idea. I'd have to check. Uh, let's see. I'm just curious. Yeah. Most popular. 758,000 views. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow yeah. That's... After that is the Stratosphere Sky Jump, which I'm, I'm actually totally okay with that one doing well. After that is my LaRon review. <laughs> Wow. Because I hated that part. Kind of ripped it to shreds, and everyone, I guess, liked it. And so uh, that got a bunch of views. That was unexpected. People love anger. Yeah. <laughs> and negative. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. two out of four. Two out of the four of my most viewed videos are, are negative. Kind of sad. Right. My most viewed Instagram story was um, what I had to say about Michigan Adventure. It's like, I, I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's true. People really I, uh, like that stuff. I, I wish there were no, all the positive stuff. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. But you can't pick yeah. and choose which ones do well. So, I mean, you know, I, I'm always, sometimes I'll post and I'll be like, I hope this takes off. And then it does. <laughs> it's We've fine. had a few of those. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was curious because there, there's, there's a couple reasons why I want to ask you that question. Taylor, you know, wanted us to kind of get gauge kind of how, how much, how many views and all that. But I was also curious to compare because, you know, I think it's awesome what you and Sarah and the rest of your team have done you know, one of the most highly respected uh, influencers in the coaster enthusiast community and very positive and so forth overall and everything. One of my closest friends here in Florida, and I know, I know you guys know him, is uh, Austin from Amusement Insider and also Behind the Thrills. Austin, we love him. Yeah, we love Austin. He's like literally one of yeah. my... Yeah, no, he, Austin is a great person. He's so positive and you know, always fun to hang out with. But I've spent a lot of time with him here since he moved here in January 2019. But I just love... And he's been on the podcast here, by the way. We had him on here recently, a few weeks ago, talked about Velocicoaster and some other things. And his baby, Velocicoaster. Oh, oh yeah. He's obsessed like I am. Absolutely. And so we, we were talking about, you know, because he's been a, a up and comer. You know, he's really getting into the, you know, now where he is like you, you know, you guys, it, it's his life. And he's living, living off the YouTube thing, living the dream. He's about to go on this like six week long trip with Mark, you know, from El Toro Ryan and and a couple others to uh, Europe, you know, 200 coasters, they're going to get new credits. But, but he, he said something, and I think you guys can relate to this, that for each channel, as long as you're one, you're doing something you're proud of, of course, but if you're, if you've got your niche, it's something different. You're not just a me too. And certainly you guys, you've got your high production quality. You've got the great sense of humor with some of the funny videos, the parody videos and whatnot. With Austin, what he's done, and I'm just so proud of him as my friend, is his future POVs, his concept POVs with Amusement Insider yeah. have just so been cool. stellar. And I've been, as his friend, you know, like I said, he moved here in January 2019, and he's had two future POVs that have been incredible since moving here, that where he, by moving here, is able to really develop them to our next level, especially his Velocicoaster POV. His future POV, that POV, and we, he and I talked about it at length when he was on on this on the show here for the interview. It has over a million views. Wow! It's just, and I, yeah, I'm just so proud of him. And it's just like sometimes you know you get that 
just that resonance. And, and it's, the, it's really, I think, the uniquity. No, I mean, very few people of any, I think, have made a Velocicoaster highly accurate theme POV. So you guys just keep doing what you're doing with these high quality videos and just the exposure you get out there and all the crazy parks you go to and all this extreme level of travel. And then, you know, he's got his whole POV thing. I love that everyone can, you know, can have their little niche and we can all hopefully get along and support each other and not have the, you know, the competition and all that. Uh, you guys are just, you know, a couple examples of that. Oh yeah. No, it's not, it's not really competitive. Like, I mean, like the two of us, and then I do work with, with uh, Scott Schaefer doing um, like post of force POVs. And then we're friends with Dan from Midway Mayhem. And then we have Austin. Like it's more like we're all allies more than. Yes. <laughs> no one has to yes. just one YouTube channel. No. So we all are trying to support each other. We don't, it's not a we competition who all gets the, the most views on anything, you know? Yes. And and Sarah, you know, Iva mentioned a moment ago about the Kentucky Kingdom YouTube panel that, you know, saw both of you guys on and, and uh, the, you know, the audience questions. If you remember the question that Jefferson asked on behalf of the audience about the fighting within the community and the bickering between channels, that was yeah. me that brought that up because I've seen that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I've, I've not necessarily experienced that because Again, you know, we're just very, very low level influencers here in Coaster Challenge, but I've seen that among my friends. Yeah. And um, I just, I would love, you know, we're all about positivity in this channel and what we're trying to influence and whether it be, you know, facing fears, theme park therapy, really showing to the world that theme parks are not just places to have fun. They are significant places that improve the human condition, the quality of human Very healing. You're right. Yeah. And, and on top of that, we're trying to spread that positivity in other ways and trying to make this subset community, the coaster enthusiast community, theme park enthusiast community, a better, more healthy place. And, and just, just thank you guys for, for being part of that positive movement yourselves for all these years. So we try. <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, really of course. It. Of course. Now, Sarah, you just said that you have not only collaborated with Taylor, of course, but, you know, Dan of Midway Mayhem and Scott. So those are some pretty, pretty crazy people that you hang around a lot with. So oh, yeah. I know you've, you've got to have a crazy moment that you've got to share with us. So what's been your craziest moment you've had either at a theme park or on a coast? Oh, my God. That's a, that that's a loaded a, question. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god what, all right help me out what are some crazy stories we have a lot so okay like the last year which has been like the bulk of like i've been to way more theme parks in the past year than like my entire life combined and a lot of it has been on shoots for the rmc documentary and we have a lot of insane stories about that but i think we're trying to do like a video literally just about those crazy stories i don't think i'm allowed to share any. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're uh, <laughs> some of those, those. Some of those will make a lot more sense after after it comes out, because yeah. then we can be like, remember that part? Yeah, here's what happened when this happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, we will hold off on that question. We'll we'll uh, look forward to seeing that video. That yeah, we we definitely have a lot because like you know we all go together and all of us are very like extroverted, crazy energy, always looking for the next crazy story to come out of our days at theme parks. And I mean, there's a bunch of stuff on the channel like us randomly getting asked if we wanted to go in a crane over aftershock at silverwood oh my gosh that was wild like like that was crazy and also at silverwood we ate sandwiches on stun pilot so that happened i mean yeah exactly <laughs> like, <laughs> we just you know any opportunity we get we're just like yeah you know what screw it why not like <laughs> it'll yeah, be great you know but so we have oh my god there's so many that i can't even you know break it down but one that happened prior to being like a formal enthusiast or whatever i rode king with my friend's younger sister 
character in the front row, legitimately, as soon as we hit the launch, my entire like shirt came off. And that was like the craziest thing that has ever happened to me on a ride. And it's, it's King to Kyle, like you can't move. So like, no, you can't get until we got back to the station and the looks that I got from the photo people in the write-ups were like so priceless. <laughs> I bet that photo didn't get released. No, they literally didn't go I was literally just wearing a tank top, so like it was all, you know, out there. Oh, I've heard of stories like this anecdotally about Top Hole Dragster, about about uh-huh. Kingdaka, but I've never met someone that it happened to. Wow, that's that's a pretty Hi. crazy story. Yep. Huh? <laughs> Weird things happen to me. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so I guess I'll just ask Taylor, is there anything that's not him in that video that maybe you'd want to share? If not, I understand. Yeah, I mean, craziest I, mean moment. Um, yeah. I love talking about the birds of Cedar Point because, man, <laughs> have they caused some uh, interesting stories to happen there. Uh, I once had a, a bird land on my head on Blue Streak because I thought my hair was a nest. <laughs> So that was startling. I thought I hit a tree. And then I turn around and uh, if you guys know uh, Bob from BK Photo Page, he's riding behind me. He's like, dude, a freaking blackbird just laid on your head. I'm like, that's what that was? And like, it was like one year directly before that. I'm also with Bob from BK Photo Page. And uh, uh, my friend Alec and I are walking around and a seagull drops a poop, goes through my hair and hits his leg. So it's oh. like two and one. Oh. Like the oh. same bird got both of us. <laughs> and so- oh. wow wow it's almost like you had your little fabio incidents i know i know so um yeah it's um uh yeah those birds man i feel like everyone at this point has seagull stories though from cedar point like it's just way too easy lots of birds yeah yeah All right. Well, Sarah, out of all your coasters that you have rode, what is your favorite one? Favorite one? Oh, it's El Toro. It's El Toro. And I, I think I'm too stubborn to ever change my mind. Oh. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I literally have, like, you know, like the Mickey Mouse headbands you can get with the ears? Mm-hmm. I have one that's like little bullhorn. And <laughs> I have only gotten to wear it one time to Great Adventure. But like, I love that thing. And that's my proclamation of love to that ride. But I will admit that I would give Voyage at Night the edge over El Toro. Ooh. Right, yeah. right. For all like daytime, nighttime, like I would pick El Toro. Yes. Yeah, that thing hauls. I love it at night. Oh, yeah. It yeah. Is- well, Sarah, I, you know, certainly favorites or least favorites, you know, they're all, each of us can have our own. We have to respect each other's opinions. And that's something that oh, uh, Je- I literally <laughs> knew you were going to say that. And El Toro <laughs> is like, was your favorite. Uh, oh, see, there we go. Yeah, no, El Toro <laughs> has been my number one in the past. So like, I, like, I just, uh, <laughs> Jeff Joyner, you know, Coaster Dad, Logan's dad from Coaster Kids, he's tried to help kind of spread the positive word of and not talking about the best coaster because then it's people think it's, you know, they start arguing, well, what is the best? It's about our favorites and we each can have our own favorites. But if this is any validation for you, Sarah, one of my friends I was hanging out with over this weekend, he has over a thousand credits. He's a thousand fifty and he's only 22 years old. He's, he's not an influencer. He doesn't have a channel. He just, he's a intense, intense coaster enthusiast. And he's so great at planning trips. Amazing. But his number, I think I believe his number two is, is El Toro and three is Voyage. So expedition G-force. I like it, but it's not a number one. 
okay. I was thinking Steel Vengeance out. I was like, all right. He's he like me is a huge intimate fan. Huge intimate fan. Yeah, so no, that, that's <laughs> it's a great ride. I I I love Expression G Force. It was what Millennium Force should have been. Oh, there we go. Yep. <laughs> so Taylor, what about you? You've been on a lot of coasters all over the place. I know, you know, yeah, Asia, yeah. Europe, I, US, I, yeah. I always that's in Asia. I just wanted you. to make note of it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, I I can never. Uh, I'm always changing my opinion. So sometimes it's Steel Vengeance. It's been Lightning Rod in the past. El Toro Voyage is definitely up there. I know you my just named four out of my top five. Yeah, <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> my favorite all steel roller coaster because most of my favorites are like hybrids or instant right. roller coaster. My favorite all steel though is Edge and Ica at Fuji Q. Oh, nice, nice. That's uh, that's yeah, a solid one. A yeah, I've been on all three of the Arrow 40s. Ooh. You know, obviously X and X2, Ijanaika and Dinaconda. You know, they're all so similar. I mean, it's not like they all have this very similar layouts and there's, you know, slightly difference in height and, and speed for me. And again, this is all, you know, different opinions. X2 or even X, I wrote it as a season pass holder during previews when it first opened back in, what was it, February 20, 2002 or so. That one still holds a special place for me because there is an emotional side to our favorites. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. So even though I've ridden all three, X2 is the one that ranks for me. Plus, with the additional theming, the music, and when the effects work and yeah. all that, they're little, little pluses, yeah. you know. No, no, the, the music and, and when the fire's working, it's pretty awesome. But I don't know. I yeah. guess in terms of, yeah, I just thought Edge and I could just craft all over. But that was just- it, yeah, it's a good, it's a great one. It is, it is, yeah. All right, Sarah. So, what is your least favorite coaster? I don't know if I have like a least favorite, like Mad Mouse and Michigan's Adventure. Oh yeah, you know what? It's that. It's the Mad Mouse and Michigan's Adventure. You want to know why? Because this little, I I can't say bad words. I'm not gonna say it. He's got a credit counting problem, and we waited in line for what felt like seventeen thousand hours. For this freaking mad mouse that one train at a time. It was terrible. And it made me so nauseous afterwards that I couldn't eat lunch. Okay, I ate lunch. I did eat lunch, but I complained about it a lot. Right now, that's my least favorite. How about that? (laughs) Hey, I hate it too. (laughs) I hate you. You you were saying that Mad Mouse made you nauseous. The last time I just rode El Toro this past weekend, it made me nauseous. So my least favorite right now is El Toro. That's your favorite. So sorry. It's just the way the laugh restraint was. (laughs) I know. I'll have a different story the next time I ride it. I'm sorry. I heart you, Sarah. So, Sarah, you said that Taylor has a credit counting problem. Is that what you said? What, he can't count? Or is it that he wants, is he? Is it a Pokemon situation? He wants them all? Got to catch them all, yes. He is in a race <laughs> to 800 with our friend Jaren. And I honestly, it's futile because Jeremy's going out of the country. And Maybe. And literally wreck you. Might. No, so all that I'm winning mouse. right now. I'm winning. <laughs> but <laughs> we both are at, we, we, re- we had a realization that we both were at, the, we both have the exact same number. I think we we're both at 747, which is insane Ooh. that two people who like, you know, we've done trips together that we would have the exact same count when it's that high. That was insane. So we were like, all right, race to 800. We're like, yeah, sure. 
So I'm winning at the moment, but uh, I might be eating this uh, soon. We'll see. And you skipped the Mad Mouse at Valley Fair a few days later, okay. which showed growth the, and yeah. maturity. <laughs> I sacrificed <laughs> Mad Mouse at Valley Fair because it was running the same as Mission Dimension. We waited way too long for that thing. I'm like, this isn't worth it. And you knew I'd pick it. I, I would have pinched a bit. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> it was not worth it. <laughs> That's when you jump on the kitty coaster that nobody wants to you know, admit that they did for the you know, shameless oh, credits. We like to take humiliating photos of him when he does things like that. <laughs> <laughs> PDB, which ride is it? It's called the Rattler at that little family entertainment center in uh, in Dallas. In Dallas, it's just a picture of him riding it all alone. It's hilarious. Oh, oh. yeah. Was that the little one? Zen ride. That's a Zen ride. <laughs> yeah, Zen ride on a visa. Okay. Well, and the funny thing is, there was no one operating the ride, so they had to go and like find someone to like open the ride for him. I'm not proud of it. <laughs> Ouch. Not your finest moment. Okay. Interesting. So you just brought up another good point too, that I think is good to talk about is, you know, that with credits and credit counts, sometimes there can be two sides to it. And you've, you talked about the positive side, which I, I want to focus on. But before I get to that, the negative side is someone that doesn't have a, a high count or as high a count as someone else. And there's a, like a jealousy thing. And, and that's not good. You know, jealousy is a, one of the worst human psychological emotions and, and thought processes, very negative. And where I would love to people that have that to try and transition to what you guys brought up, which is not so much thinking about, oh, this person way up there that has something else, but for healthy, fun competition where it's someone that's around your count or you're kind of competing back and forth, like you're playing a game with each other, you know, and just having fun. And I have a, one of my friends, because my count's not super high. I, I I don't have a credit counting problem, Sarah. So I, I don't go How after do the FEC ones. You know, I, I go for, you know, just, just me, quality over quantity. It's just because I'm not trying to get the most. I'm just trying to live my life and have fun and have a passionate filled life, which I am. I'm very proud of that. But I do have a friend who he basically is a freelancer photographer. He's um, has his own RV and he travels the country. He doesn't really even have an apartment or a house. And he's been riding coasters all over the place. And he just eclipsed my count. Um, I, I forget where he was. I think he was up in American Dream. He just was. And he eclipsed my count. But I'm going to Dollywood soon. And, you know, so just, you know having hey, fun. The healthy, healthy competition. It's fun. It's another side of the hobby. So, so Taylor, what is uh, your least favorite coaster? Oh, probably just any Vacoma SLC. I, I despise those things. Um, <laughs> they are uh, my, the, the ride that, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I count credits. So I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I won't like it, but I'll do it. And I've never been a huge fan of them. So yeah, I'd say probably that. What is it about yeah. the SLCs? Is it the restraints or something? Because I'll tell you, I can't ride them either. I feel like it just, they just strap me in and I just can't move and no breathing room. And I know my husband cannot ride T3 because of a certain area that it tends to straddle. Yep. That he can't <laughs> Yeah, the restraints are definitely part of it. But also I just think that they, I don't know, they screwed up with the, profiling or something or just the i mean the trains are definitely a huge issue but even when they have better trains it's still it's still not great so i would not i don't think you would ever see me complain if you know a park chose to take out their slc right yeah it, it's such a stark contrast between the vacoma suspended coasters and you know our uh, b&m inverts you know, it's like night and day, uh, you know, just the, the profiling, the, the stability of the wide trains, the better quality trains, the more uh, smooth track and, and, and ride quality. Yeah, it's such a huge difference for sure. Yeah. And I think I think I mean, Vacoma has, you know, 
more than well made up for it with a lot of their recent developments. I mean, they've come up with some absolutely outstanding concepts and they have some really cool looking rides going out. So, I mean, you know, they've, they've well moved past this, but I mean, definitely some of their older rides, you kind of take a look at and you're like, Ugh. they still owe us an apology for those. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm not hating on Vacoma. A Vacoma makes some amazing coasters. Uh, one of my top 10 is a Vacoma. Uh, it's Tron. Tron oh is the God. best Disney yeah. coaster on the planet. It is yeah. so good. So good. Can't wait to get it here at Magic Kingdom so I can ride it a lot more than the. I, I actually marathoned it. I was there in China in March of 2019. It was the park was dead. And I think I got maybe a dozen rides on it, which is amazing for that ride given it's usually so busy. And I know when it comes here to Magic Kingdom, you know, it's, it's one of my home parks. I've got an AP. I'm not going to get on it 12 times in a day. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> Never. What was that, Sarah? Well, I said I'm in the same boat. I've, I've been an annual pass holder for years, and I, I fully know that I'm not going to get on that thing. Often. Yeah, I never get on mine train, let alone getting on traumas. So, but those right there is the, even as enthusiasts, we've ridden hundreds of coasters, getting getting a ride on a very popular favorite. That's a great thing to look forward to, too, because we don't get to do it all the time even at our local parks sometimes. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, Sarah, since we started talking about coaster counts and coaster credits, and obviously Taylor just shared with us, he's up to, you know, 747. What's your plan to catch up to him? That's <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. Cause like, you know, I can like go back to like the same parks and everything, but like more than likely he's going to want to go to parks that he hasn't been to before, especially when we travel internationally. So he's just going to lap me forever. Like I cannot catch up to that level of nerddom. It's never going to happen. <laughs> now, what is your, your current coaster credit account? I actually, so I don't count for the sheer reason of like, you know, if I'm going to uh, a theme park for the day and I have the option to like rewrite the crap out of the best couple of rides there or take time out of my day to go ride like a pity roller coaster you know like a freaking mad mouse <laughs> i would pick, you know i would rather you know spend my time on the roller coasters that i really love so that's why i opted out of counting and because i know i'd get super obsessive about it and i don't want it. but i know i'm i'm somewhere like we guesstimated it's somewhere in the 300 range so it's not like i got an incredibly high one but I, it's not bad so yeah it's not bad no, okay. you can catch up easily. Just tell him to not go to theme parks for a while. Oh, you good luck on that. <laughs> yeah, okay. But, but, but Sarah, I mean, obviously you guys have developed a great friendship and a working relationship. So is, is Taylor, we were talking this earlier about, you know, taking someone to a park they've never been to before. Has Taylor, as you guys have been traveling, taking you to, to parks or taking you on coasters that he loves or he's been on for your first time? I'm guessing there's been a lot of that this year, right? Oh, several. Yeah, lots of that. I think the one I was most excited about, you weren't even there for, which kind of sucked. It was my first ride oh. to Vengeance. Yeah. Um, oh. I had done Cedar Point in the past and I had never gotten to do, you know, Steel Vengeance was not a thing the last time I had gone to Cedar Point. It was still Mean Street. So that was like the biggest one that I was most excited for. But we've gone to like a ton of parts. Like the yeah. first time I rode Lightning Rod, you were there. Yeah. First time I rode. That's a favorite mine. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There's a whole bunch of I mean, that were like big ones. Yeah. I mean, they're for your first time. Voyage. Holiday World, Kentucky Kingdom. I yeah. Mean, we just did Six Flags Great America. And we actually, you know, on Kings this past, Island. Yeah. On this past trip, we got to do how many? Three, four, four parks that were new to both of us. Three. Michigan's Adventure, Valley Fair, Maybe Nickelodeon sh- Universe, four. and four. Vegas. Four parks. Maybe I am there. bad at counting. <laughs> 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 
I have experiences together. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that's great about this hobby is, yeah, we can do our solo trips. We've all done, um, you know, local visits to local parks or just traveling. Um, a lot of my international credits have been solo because it's uh, those international credits have come as part of business trips. And I've been very lucky to have that business travel where I've been at so many parks for not for free because I had to pay it for park entry but for very inexpensively because the travel is expensive and companies paying for the hotel, paying for the airfare, et cetera. But yeah, I've been by myself and it's fun to do solo, but solo trips, but it's also been spending a lot of time, you know, especially as an enthusiast these past few years with friends, you know, David and I were coming October said I hung out with three different groups of friends over this past weekend, universal. It's all, it's all great. The social aspect is great. And you two are both so outgoing. I'm sure you love that. Just the social seeing friends and, and hanging with friends. So really like it's where we get our energy. It's what we thrive. <laughs> Which is why we have oh, so yeah, me too. For sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, it's fun. We bounce off of each other's energy. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so just to get a little serious for a moment for you, for you, Taylor. So we talked about a topic kind of tangential to this earlier, but you know, bullying in any large community, bullying is a significant problem. It, it's not necessarily not everyone bullies every everyone, but there is some bullying. And I've experienced it. David, Iva have, we all, we all have here in the community, and unfortunately. So have, have you had any experiences, Taylor, along these lines, and how have you dealt with them? Maybe you can give some advice to listeners that are dealing with something like this. Yeah, I mean, it's something that I've dealt with uh, my whole life. I mean, even going back to before Coaster Studios, I was actually, uh, I, I think that I was well prepared for negative you know, hate because prior experiences I had had, I was able to kind of build this metaphorical bubble around myself to not let these these comments really get to me. And so for the most part, I'm able to not dwell on on things that are said. I mean, you know, a lot of the these comments are from people that I mean, you, the, the problem with with YouTube is and actually, now maybe this isn't a problem depending on which side you're on. But I mean, it's it's someone hiding behind a username. It's there's no face attached to it, so people feel like they can get away with whatever they want. It's it's and then, so they'll say stuff that they would never say to a person's face. And so the reality of that is that uh, while you may be getting a lot of uh, positivity, you're also gonna uh, get some negative. And the thing is that you're not gonna please any everyone. And that, that was something that I had to realize very early on is there is absolutely nothing I can do that is going to make everyone happy. And so that all being said, I think that it's it's a tough thing to deal with. I've certainly had my fair share of moments where I have to kind of, you know, reassess, kind of uh, think about it. I'm totally good with constructive criticism, but sometimes, uh, you know, negative comments, sometimes I try to see, you know, maybe where they're coming from, but also kind of remind myself that cliche haters going to hate. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I recently for the first time uh, got harassed in person about a month ago. Most of the time it's always been online, but oh, yeah, I can't say can't say uh, getting harassed in, in, you know, face to face was uh, the most fun experience. But I mean, it's, it's not good. No, it's, uh, it's something that you got to got to deal with you know you can't let that get to you i mean it sucks it did but um it's, it's sort of the trade-off of being like in the public eye even yes smaller scale like this community or theme park industry in general i know the question was directed towards taylor but i'm sure i've understands too being a woman in this community you get a different oh, subset yeah. of, of people that hate you for that alone and maybe won't admit mm -hmm. it but take it out on you in a way that it's very obvious that they hate women who are successful who are doing well in what they do and who are passionate and well-liked and you know 
it's a lot of it does stem from envy which is you know it's kind of sad because you on one side you you kind of like feel bad that not everyone can do the things that you're doing but you also shouldn't have to feel guilty that you know this the opportunities you have like fallen into your lap so that's definitely been an adjustment that is relatively new for me but something you've obviously been dealing with for a long time um, yeah, it's not, yeah. <laughs> it's not justified like we'll own up when we screw up and we have <laughs> but like sometimes <laughs> it's surely like i'll get let messages repeatedly from the same people that just like hate everything i say and do no matter what because i don't respond oh. or because they you know you can't respond to everybody you can't be friends with everybody and it's mm-hmm. sometimes people react that's why sometimes i feel bad when some people uh, they stuff they're like oh my gosh he doesn't like me because he didn't respond to my yeah. question or something it's like that i'm we like can't. we're sorry we're trying you're too busy yeah yeah yeah. it's a it's the the probably the you know the problem with your success so to speak we call it a problem it's just you guys are too busy you're traveling a lot too you know it takes a lot of time yeah yeah no for sure but Sarah you bring what's that I I was gonna say it's hard enough to get back to like all my friends and family let alone like you know all the people that I I don't really know personally like in in my messages and things like that and I try you know and I know way better at it than I am (laughs) you know yeah it's it's an incredibly busy life (laughs) but yeah I think Sarah you really touched upon it because again I've dealt with bullying and I've gotten better and better and better at how to handle it whether it be not firing back you know if someone's really bad blocking them putting that negativity out of my life but to do that what I've done first is I to understand not to agree with what's being done the bullying but to understand it and you really hit hit uh, the arrow on the head with the nail on the head, I should say, with the envy, the jealousy. Mm-hmm. And we talked about jealousy a bit earlier. And so I see, because if you think about this hobby, a lot of hobbies are like this. Actually, my two main hobbies, sports cars and theme parks, they are both ones that are just full of jealousy. Why? Because both these hobbies, they're relatively quote unquote materialistic. Their m- funds, money is needed to buy the tickets to the parks, to buy the plane tickets, to, to, you know, to travel, to be able to take the time off of work. It's an expensive hobby. All of us are in an expensive hobby. Yeah. And, you know, and, and so, but be, the, because of that, you know, there are people that they don't have the means, they don't have, you know, where, or the, maybe there's early on in life, they haven't reached a career level, you know, 20 years experience like I have now in my career where I've elevated myself and worked hard to get where I am. And, you know, they may have just gotten out of college and they just want to, you know, kind of shortcut things. And again, I, 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 I love RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm a big fan of it. And Jinx Monsoon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I love Drag Race. Actually, yeah, well, it's another story, but I'm, I'm friends with some drag queens I've met, uh, you know, met them in person. And oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that was, that was so many. And so, and I love Drag Race because the artistic nature of it and how, how talented they are, but just the positivity that that community, that Rue and Michelle and the whole, the whole team and all the drag queens, they, they really you know, push forward. But Jinx Monsoon, the winner of season five, one of her taglines, and she's so talented, is water off a duck's back. Duck's so back. you go, <laughs> yeah. So someone says something. So what I've done is I used to be like, yeah, if someone bullied me, it hurt me. Now I look at it is it's not my problem that they're bullying me. It's their problem. It's, it's what they're doing wrong. It's their kind of messed up psychology, emotions, or whatever it is. And I just, again, I push that negativity out of my life. You know, if I block them, if necessary, in social media and whatnot, and just move on with my positivity. And I've been getting, yeah, and I used to have keyboard warrior moments when I was, you know, earlier on social media. I'm not proud of that. But we all make mistakes. Like you guys said, we all make mistakes. And it's a matter of bettering ourselves. So, you know, I, I've gotten away from a lot of that. I've been trying to be much more positive. And again, not fighting back and forth with people in, in groups on Facebook or whatever 
just drive be positive. And if one is not positive with me, I just keep them out of my life because I got too much positivity to keep enjoying and, and keep moving forward. With. So, but yeah, it, to understand why people do this and perhaps even to have some level of compassion for bullies in a way by understanding where they're coming from and their issues and limitations that are causing them to do what they do. So I think a lot of it does come from perception and I, I try to be as real as possible online. Like I, all anyone sees in our vlogs are like our most fun moments and they don't see the hours of work that go into, you know, sitting up and then editing. Like he's up all night, all the time working. And like people think it's literally just fun and we don't have any problems in our lives. And that's just not true. I'm pretty sure I cried like yesterday, you know, like everybody, we have emotions yeah. and problems too. And it's, you know, they might be different, but I think a lot of people like look at us and think that, you know, we just live this like perfect life and it's just not true. And, you know, we just try to give off as much positivity as we can. And, and I think it's like I said, it's important to be as real as possible. And that's just the Amen. Like, yeah. Amen. We feel well, and, emotions too. <laughs> and what does jealousy really get you in life? Nothing. Because, you know, just because, you know, I understand that people can go to certain parks, uh, you know, that others can't get to. You know, the, one of the videos that I got bullied in is I went to the Yukon Striker Media Day at Canada's Wonderland and I got slammed because of some of the footage that I put up. And it's like these people I had never heard of. And instead of somebody being positive about, you know, and living through my experience that most people didn't get a chance to go ride Yukon Striker, unfortunately, because you know, of the pandemic, they should be able to be happy for that person and live their life through the other media channels, like with Coaster Studios, because I don't get a chance to go to all the different theme parks like you guys do. But I enjoy watching your videos and seeing how much fun you guys are having and how much fun Coaster Challenge has had. And, you know, those videos are what makes me get excited to go ride VelociCoaster or go ride Falcon's Fury, or, you know, or whatnot, because I'm experiencing those parks through the eyes of you guys. And that's one thing, instead of dragging them down, you should be lifting those channels up. Well, thank yes. you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yes. And I think one more thing, and it kind of like what you just said, Iva, is for anyone that's listening, if you, and maybe it's not your proudest moment, where you've maybe said something unkind, keyboard warrior in person, and, and you, if you really are honest with yourself, which is an incredibly powerful thing to do, it's a valuable thing to just be honest with yourself, check in with yourself. If it is that jealousy, that envy, turn that around. You know, maybe you can't get to all these parks that people are going to tomorrow. Be inspired by these people. I am inspired, for example, by my buddy Austin. He's going, and, and also my friend Brad is going with him, and Mark as well, going on this, what, six-week trip to all these parks that are my bucket list parks in Germany, you know, like Fantasia Land. Europa Park, Holiday Park, they're going to Energylandia, all these parks. And I'm not jealous. I'm inspired. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to talk to them when they get back and hear all the stories and see the videos. And like, I'm already planning to do another European trip because I've mainly been to the Western part of Europe, the UK, France, Netherlands. I'm going to go to Germany. I'm going to go go to Poland. I'm inspired by the planning that they've done for this trip and all the excitement, all these amazing coasters. I got to get on Terran. I love Intamin. I got to get on G-Force. You know, so it's be inspired by these people. Don't be jealous. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that you guys just went and did that huge, almost month long trip after I saw you guys last at Keys of the Kingdom and you got to go experience parks. Like I had never been to, I know you guys had a bad experience, but I've never gone to Michigan's adventure. I've never been to Mall America or Valley Fair. And those are 
parks that are on my bucket list, but I enjoyed watching your videos though about them, even if they weren't, haven't been released on your YouTube channel yet. I still enjoyed watching your trip all throughout the time on social media and realizing how much I have to look forward to when I do go and visit those parks. Cause the, yeah. you get a chance to show everybody else what the park has to offer. It might just, you know, I think of wild thing at Valley Fair and you're telling me about this crazy wild mouse coaster that I'll have to wait two hours to get on line for, but I'll want to, but I'll want to ride it just to, you know, to experience that. You'll be amazed by the operations. You really will be. <laughs> well, Sarah, since we talked a little bit on a serious note with Taylor, now it's your turn. So I know bullying not only has been a huge topic in the coaster community, but the female presence, as you know, has also started becoming more prominent now with, yes. you know, me having wildcat coasters and you becoming part of coaster studios and helping Scott with Upstop Media and so forth. I know you and I are both friends with Gabby. And, yeah. and Gabby is also, you know, is the girlfriend to Matt who does uh, Coasters and Brews. And so what started the whole G-Force movement between you and Gabby? Well, Gabby actually uh, worked with Taylor and Alec to kind of jumpstart the idea. And then they, you know, pitched it to me a bit after. It was a, you know, a response to some negative events that happened um, in the community that seemed to be unfortunately recurring themes of just like harassment and inappropriate behavior, both just socially, sexually, and the like. And we saw that it it's true that there are a, a decent amount of women in the community, but we're also spread out amongst so many men. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of needed, we needed a place where everyone could kind of be put into one spot that way everyone can connect and get to know each other and, and build this very positive foundation for, you know, to help each other, to be there for each other. And it's been awesome so far. The feedback has been immensely positive, but there are people that are inherently threatened by femininity and the power behind it because there are people who were upset about the all girls takeover and voyage saying that it was wasting time of ERT. And I'm like, if you look at it objectively, all of those women were going to get on those trains anyway. Like they were going to ride the ride no matter what. So it did not add any time because all those people were going to get on anyway. We just all did it together. And the fact that any person with a good head on their shoulders would be able to recognize that. But the fact that it was all women starts like a knee jerk reaction in some people to automatically be upset and to be triggered or offended or you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So like I said, yeah. being a woman in a, a community that is so filled with men and unfortunately filled with a lot of men who have a sour taste for women in their mouths for some reason, it does present its own set of issues. But I think that G-Force has brought a lot of freaking incredible women together and it's been empowering. And it, the coolest thing is that at a couple of ACE events, they've been putting together all girls rides, like the girls themselves have been putting them together, like without our help. We advertise it through G-Force and everything, but it's, you know, it's going to start becoming a regular part of these events, like something that we've pitched to them and that we're working on, you know, making an official part of the itinerary. But these girls are putting them together themselves and the parks and, and the ACE people are being supportive of it. And it's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, perhaps, uh, perhaps Sarah, because if you think about it for coasters and theme parks, it's all over the world. It's a very spread out hobby literally every country almost has a coaster in a park so maybe you with g-force you and gabby and everyone could be inspired in a way by coaster kids and having kind of a similar system where you have reps and that way 
You could have, you know, meetups at, at parks all over and any girls that have been gone through some of these awful experiences that, that are YG forces formed, they can, they can feel more comfortable and go to parks and be a part of that community and in those local events and just kind of help against just spread this positivity through numbers. Yeah, absolutely. Something we've considered. Yeah. yeah. There's nice. a lot of room to grow. That's for Heck sure. yeah. For sure. For sure. So Taylor, we have talked a bit about travel. And of course, travel is integral with parks and theme parks and coasters and, and so forth. So aside from all the coasters and parks you've been to, talk to me about some of your travels in terms of what you've been most amazed by outside of those park gates. I love learning about other cultures and stuff. And so, I mean, most of the experiences that stand out in my mind are those that were internationally. I loved meeting uh, other enthusiasts around Europe, even in countries where English is not the first language, uh, but they were like, big coaster studios fans and that was like really cool even in japan i mean most people there do not speak english i met a fan at tokyo disney sea and he's like wearing like a twisted timbers shirt and he like <laughs> lives there in tokyo and i'm like this is crazy he's like he wore a shirt from my home park like to come meet me there i'm like that's like the craziest thing that we're like literally on the other side of the world yeah it that's one of the things that i certainly didn't expect when starting channel that has uh, blown me away now, Sarah, when we talk about, you know, bringing a community together, how are you planning to continue to build G-Force moving forward? Um, well, like I said, we're uh, we're in talks with like Ace Cares, which does like Give Kids the World and things like that. The All Girls Takeovers is going to start to be like a regular part of like enthusiast events. Like it'll be built into the itinerary. It's not going to be like a thing that's just announced like the day of, like it'll be on the itinerary list, which will hopefully bring an even bigger crowd than we already have. And, you know, in our travels, we've met like a lot of like young, like female enthusiasts. And whenever I meet them, I try to like tell them like, hey, like check out G-Force if you haven't already heard of it. And we've seen like a, a little boost in followers and people in the Facebook group and I always encourage all the girls to stimulate conversation and be active on the Facebook group and things like that because in the future as it does grow we are going to need more people to help because we can't do it all like you're talking about me and Taylor Alec and Gabby who are all incredibly busy people and very active in the community so we're going to need help and I oh my god I disappeared there and having those people who are clearly like invested in it in some sense to have them take a, a bigger role I, I could see that helping us grow those are the main things right now it's a new idea so it takes a little bit of uh, fine tuning and trial and error to figure out what works and what doesn't so far I think we're doing a good job yeah you guys have definitely planted that seed and all it has to do is just grow from there yeah that's the hope everyone starts somewhere and you guys are just getting started so you have a lot to look forward to as you grow your movement that's incredible that's awesome so Taylor I've got a, a kind of a couple of questions that are very related here so I'll start off with this one so in terms of let's go back inside the park gates so you've been on a lot of coasters you've been to a lot of parks you know, more than a lot of people. And again, hopefully that inspires those people that haven't been to some of the ones you haven't been to yet or have been to already. Tell us about a couple of your bucket list parks or coasters that you're really looking forward to getting on eventually, getting to eventually. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying for the past year or so that my, at least out of the open roller coasters in America, that my number one most anticipated one was Shivering Timbers. And I guess that's still the case. <laughs> <laughs> So I was hoping to scratch that one off, but that's not the case. Yeah, most of my bucket list places are all in international, naturally. So Energylandia is definitely up there with a uh, Lech coaster. I want to get all the RMCs. So uh, Zadra, Medusa, and Untamed are the only ones that I have left. I want to get over to China badly. I know that's a beast 
to conquer. So it might be a little bit. I want to prioritize getting back to Europe and uh, knocking out some of the countries I missed last time. Uh, go! Uh, I really want to go back to Fantasia Land to do Fly. And, oh, yes. And uh, that new Piper and Mock Spinner and Belgium, those two look incredible. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of great stuff out there. That's awesome. So, so Taylor, the other kind of related question I want to ask you about is, again, going outside the park gates again with the travel aspect. What country, what number one country, not for the coasters, but for the country itself, are you most looking forward to going to and why? Dubai has been my number one bucket list, followed by Shanghai. But with country, as in the entire country, not just a one specific location, I would say China or or maybe Australia. Both of those seem absolutely incredible. Yeah, I, I want to get to the, <laughs> all of them. So, I mean, for yeah. sure. But but yeah, those are the ones that I think because I I don't necessarily I'm I'm not necessarily seeking out the ones that are I guess uh, kind of cliche or like that that everyone does. I, I I like a challenge, so you know that's why I, I want to be able to get to to some of those places. Love it. Yeah, I I love a challenge. All of us here at Poster Challenge, we love challenges. We love you know for ourselves, encouraging each other. But for, for the, the whole world, everyone that's listening, all of our guests, to challenge each other to be better people and have all this positivity and, and with theme parks really being a, a real spurring entity to help increase that positivity because there's so many you know, with the adrenaline, with the community, with the parks and just all the positive and the enjoyment of it. Okay, so Taylor, you got to cover your ears for this next question, okay? I'll do my best. <laughs> all right, Sarah, so you got to tell us something embarrassing about Taylor. Something embarrassing about Taylor. Something embarrassing about Taylor. Oh, it could be. Them. It could. <laughs> it could <laughs> be. Start with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, something funny the other day. We uh we were at the Mall of America, and I always make him do stuff he doesn't want to do because it's you know it's fun. But you get a great end result to it. But I took him into a store that has like uh like hot peppers and stuff. Of course, they have free samples. And I don't know if you ever saw it, but I put out a video for his birthday last year of him crying into a watermelon because he ate a pepperoncini, which is like a very mild pepper. So go nuts with imagining how he did with a what what was it like the three it hottest- was- Four of the hottest peppers in the world combined into one. Yes. Wow. And he put his tongue into it, and he sat with like crying into a uh, <laughs> a sink. A sink in the mall. <laughs> <laughs> and the lady working the place is like, "Yeah, we see it all the time. Not like this, but <laughs> we see it all the time." And I did it too. And I and like I don't do spice well, but like I was okay. But he walked around with his tongue hanging out of his mouth, like he like. I don't even know. He had just had a stroke or something for like two hours. <laughs> and it was hilarious. And we got it in the vlog. Yeah, we did. That's on video. So you'll Love it. That. Taylor, Love don't it. you know any better than listen to her by now? Oh, that's what I'm <laughs> I'm literally the devil on everyone's shoulder, but in like a good way. <laughs> in the <laughs> So Taylor, tell us something about Sarah that a lot of people don't know. Sarah gets lost very easily. Uh, Never never, never give her directions. She won't be able to figure out where it is. It's true. Um, I'm like a goldfish. Don't ask her to lead the way anywhere. We'll be like, all right, so let's go to this ride. And she will walk the opposite direction. Every time. Uh, Whatever direction I say to go, it is the opposite direction. We've gone to Kings Island like five times together at this point and i don't think she knows where a single thing in that park is i couldn't Ooh. tell you what's left and what's right <laughs> I, have no idea. I have so memory. <laughs> i don't know how she drives anyway with a gps all the right time. even if it's two minutes away it doesn't i i just recently stopped using a gps to get to sea world and it's literally walking distance from my home i swear to God. I can't oh wow <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it guys <laughs> 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 
<laughs> so um, I think the last thing we'd like to talk to you guys about is one of the things that I think is really some of the most amazing work that Coaster Studios has done and something that I personally can resonate with because I love documentaries, you know, about coasters, about anything. I love, you know, for example, Arrow, the Legacy of Arrow documentary that my friend Chris Robery that I work with on the Ace podcast is incredible. I watched it multiple times and, you know, and you, you guys have started doing more documentaries. So I know the one you're working on right now is the RMC one. Mm -hmm. So I know it's been kind of delayed by the pandemic and, and, uh, and so forth, but how are things going with that? What's, uh, what can we look forward to? Yeah. So so the RMC documentary is completely 100% shot, which is very exciting. Uh, we wrapped in the end of May. It was really sad. Yeah, it was, <laughs> was kind of weird because we've done like all these shoots together. And so it was kind of weird being like, yeah, that was the last one. We got everything we need. Yeah, especially because like Idaho has literally become like our second home. And like RMC has like become like an extended family. of Yeah, we've gone up there so many people. times. Like I, Sarah <laughs> can't say this, but I could get anywhere in North Idaho probably now without a oh, map. Oh, screw just from, you. Like, <laughs> it's true but no we we have become very close friends with like basically everyone at rmc like i don't know they're they're all just incredible people like we're and at jersey devil for the media day and we're like look down and like we're like, like kevin like, kevin <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's great um, yeah do so you have your own room in fred grubb's house yet we, we stayed at his we, house we went, yeah, yeah we went to his house we wow. up there one time his uh, granddaughters are like literally like my little sisters like they like oh yeah all the time oh yeah his granddaughters are awesome They're yeah so fun. but like yeah they totally are like a family like they have a little group chat with like um fred's daughter amy yeah where she'll ask for like most advice. of the time when we go up there we, we stay with uh amy of fred's daughter and, and always hot tubbing in there with her oh, family yeah. and <laughs> Going out for drinks. Yeah, and doing everything. everything. Like, been on their golf cart, going to the golf course. <laughs> like, they're so. fun, fun bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Well, for anything yeah. like Fred, I'm sure they're great people because I've met Fred and he's, you know, again, one of their main yeah. mission of our podcast is positivity. And Fred is such great a positive, game. great yeah. person. I love his energy and his I attitude. He really does. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Very simple. That's that. Is, but you will, you will gain an insane appreciation for not just Fred, but everyone involved heavily in that company. People after know Fred and Alan, but outside of that, a lot of people right. are running this thing, and, and so that's why it's pretty cool. Is we go into like you know the core people behind RMC, and you realize you're like you know now that I know who this person is, I totally understand why this ride is like this. You know, like yeah. you see that yeah they're their rides are reflective of who they are. Big time. Right. So, now, and when will it be premiering, by the way? Uh, it'll, can't say. Yeah, yeah we can't say it. <laughs> okay, don't know yet. Okay, I got well, it. No, we, we well, do know, yeah, but we, um, we're just not, yeah. Yeah, um, right. we're going to be releasing more information uh, soon. There's just a couple things that we're trying to wrap up first before we uh, start really kind of blasting uh, it out there with uh, advertisements and stuff, because it will be out later this year. That yeah. is, uh, oh, great. So this year, 2021. Yeah, I look yeah. forward to that. Yeah, it is going to be this year. Look forward to that. Yeah, plan on later this year. It's, it is very, very far along. I'll say that. It is by far, and it's not even close, by far the largest project I've ever worked on. Sure. Started in February of 2020, so it's now been like a year and a half. Which is when we met. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's still uh, still not done. We're pretty thrilled with how it is. It, when I think about the vision I had for the project when I pitch this to RMC versus what it has turned out now, it is way better than I could have ever imagined. 
like every there are so many small miracles that happen to make this thing come together and just how it's all happened like it is miraculous that's awesome that's why we can't wait to do something at the end of this where we're just sharing stories because like got some of the stories behind making this project are almost as cool as some of the stories in the actual yeah, documentary. Yeah, big time. <laughs> Which there are a lot of crazy stories in the documentary. Nice. Now, yeah. is it just... No one's ready. Now, no it, one's ready. They're wild. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it going to be a YouTube-based or is it maybe something a little more than that? Or To be determined. Oh, oh, oh ice, ice. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm thinking IAPA would be a good time to, you know release that mm, and that's there. in 2021 this flapper is fort knox i'm not saying anything <laughs> <laughs> good that's good good love surprises that's awesome so i'm gonna look forward to where can people find you coaster studios on social media yeah so uh on instagram it's at coaster underscore studios uh, we're also on facebook twitter is uh at coaster studios that's mine sarah is at midway mayhem fan. i am at midway mayhem fan <laughs> because dan is the best i love him if nobody already didn't know that but yeah um and then on instagram i'm at sarah cs official and if you want to watch me on youtube just yeah just search coaster studios yeah i'm sure my face will pop up pretty quickly (laughs) (laughs) and what about g-force sarah where can we find uh, g-force on social media oh yeah so on instagram it's g dot force.irl yes. yes so g.force.irl i always forget that one and then on facebook it's just g-force if you type in g-force yeah it's, it's like G- g-force like support inspire empower yeah um, it's a big facebook group uh, please everyone everyone join it yeah, we and it's not limited to to just women. Like we do let like men join the group. The all the all female takeovers are for like you know, female identifying individuals. But we understand that sexual assault, harassment, all those things are not limited to to just women. And while that was the original intent, we did you know sit back and think about it and and we realized that all those people can use support too, like men who have gone through similar things. So anyone is encouraged to join the Facebook group, follow the Instagram, be respectful of all female takeovers because. Those are just for the girls, but we encourage everybody to, to be a part of it. Awesome. Well, Taylor, Sarah, thank you so much for your time. I know how busy you thank guys you are. Thank you so much. Yep. Yeah, and, and you guys are an inspiration for so many enthusiasts and keep making those awesome videos. Looking forward to the RMC one and what you maybe have in the future in store as well. So thank you. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you guys. Keep doing the keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Andrew and Iva. Thank you, Taylor and Sarah. You guys are awesome. I love hearing the stories that you guys have. Sarah, you are doing a phenomenal job with introducing the girl power to the coaster community. I mean, I I enjoy that. I will say for Taylor too, because Taylor and I share something very special, the sky jump in Las Vegas at the Stratosphere. He was a, in, his video was actually what inspired me to do it for my 40th birthday. So I went off the air, I did uh, mention that to Taylor. And if Taylor, if you're listening, I still want to thank you for your inspiration on that, on that video, because it really helped me face my fears deeply, even more on that. So it's really made me a really change man this year doing that so but no it's just incredible story of how i guess like for all those out there that are listening that that are starting a youtube channel starting a podcast it's really not about how many views or who sees your videos it's about creating excellent content and you're having fun doing it 
So you will get those views. You can get up to where Taylor is at with Coaster Studios. You just gotta keep going out there and just have fun. Make your videos. Do them in a special way. Don't you know? Do them. Do them your style. You know. You don't have to do what other people are doing. You can create your own style content. And there are people out there that look for that. And if they see your content, they're gonna love it. And then they will share it. And then it goes viral. Or you know, there's people that watch the videos more than once. As a YouTuber myself, it took five years but you know what we're doing pretty okay but i will say i'm very proud of our podcast because our podcast is over three months old and it's taken off pretty well yeah that's done really good yeah i mean just all the guests we've had on so far i mean we've had mayor bob frutos in back in july i mean we had our first elected official we you know we have one of the biggest youtubers we've had some of the biggest podcasters we've had some of the biggest coaster enthusiasts in the country that have been on our podcast for our first season and it was it's i just wanted to let everybody know who's listening that has been on our podcast i we really want to thank you from the bottom of our heart because you guys are really motivating us to keep moving forward and you guys are all an inspiration and that's the fuel that helps us be able to keep on going and we are on this mission we are going to make a change in this world one way or the other and just having all these people especially having taylor bybee on here today is a testament that we are doing a good job as an organization so yes I'm really proud of the team. I want to thank Andrew and Iva for everything they've done, you know, working together to do this interview. But yep, we we have a very exciting episode coming up next week, next week, Jenna. So, but uh, Justin, how can they find us on social media? If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And if you want to see more from us, we upload every Friday. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links in the description. Thank you, Justin. Yes, guys, make sure to subscribe to on your favorite podcast network. Make sure to give us a thumbs up. And we'd really appreciate it if you can give us a good review on your favorite podcast as well. By the way, guys, we always definitely love some feedback. So if you've got a really good YouTube highlight clip of the week video that you would love Jenna and I to watch, please feel free to send us an email down in the links below in our show notes we'd be happy to uh check it out and if we like the video we will definitely highlight it in our next episode so but it was a really good good episode jenna yeah it was yeah so but we like i said we've got a very exciting episode next friday all new episodes that come out every friday make sure to tune in but until then this is david Cantu. this is jenna gazelle and we will all see you next week right here on coaster challenge